0: Shalom aleichem. Welcome to Masach Chesed. Welcome to our Tzaddi Chesed. Today's discusses when coins actually go up in value. Mid loan, we discuss various damages that aren't direct. So if someone throws someone else's coin into the sea, smoothing out someone's coin, damaging one's cow's ear, uh, burning someone's star. The like it begins. Uh, we mentioned yesterday. Various coins. one is the Matbea Shal Yerushalayim, and it says it's a coin that either has the words or the image of David and Shlomo on one side, and Yerushalayim and on the other. And the Matbea Shal Avraham Avinu is a zukin and Zekina on one side, and a Bachar and on the other side, representative of the love, of the relationship that I'm Am- Am- and Sarah had. You can imagine there are endless perushim on the significances uh, gestured to here. Now, Rav asks Rav if someone lends someone on money, and in the meantime, the value of this coin goes up in value. What's the halacha? So he says, well, you have to give him the value of the coin that's going out now. So he says, hold on a second. Even if the value shot up, and now like this silver is, he has to give him like an entire massive sieve worth of kli? He says, yeah. And he says, even if it's like this really big kli, this tratio? He says, Yeah. He says, hold on a second. Then the thing that he actually lent him is a lot less than the thing he's getting paid back. This looks very much like ribbis. So, Ravashi says, you have to see. It depends on what happened in this appreciation of value. Is it because the amount of silver actually went up? Then you would have to deduct deduct that amount when he's returning it. But if that's the the way that the market shifted, then we're not going to deduct it for him the actual silver is worth more if he were to melt it down he's getting paid a lot more than what he lent so rather a pupa says in a Hanami and if we're to pray, do we have it? Yeshua says that we talk had this story with this there's an individual I uh, and uh, he got paid back less than what he did he got you know eight out of ten a tenth of him paid back because of this appreciation now Rabbah tells us if someone throws someone else's coin into the sea he throws it into the Yam Yeah, I'm sorry Yam Godol. Yam HaMelech is where it's totally gone over here it's not gone it's right here it's in the Mediterranean so here he's potter why? because he could say look right here there's your coin go take it I didn't destroy it it's right here it's just underwater now, there are two qualifications to allowing this person to be potter for what he did. The water has to be clear, or Tyson says just to be accessible, not dirty. And number two, it can't be that he took it out of his hand and threw the coin in. That's Gazali has to pay that back. It's just that the guy was holding his own coin, and the guy shoved his hand to make him drop it in. Over there, he will be potter because he didn't actually do any uh, recognizable immediate hazard. Now, Rova asks, We learned that you can't be mechalel, you can't put the financial value of your meisir shaini and be put it on the money if that money isn't in your rishos. For example, if the money is far away in the city called Kasatro, which is dangerous hard to get to, or in Haramelech, or his wallet fell into the Yamagadol, it's not chal. Meaning, if it's underwater, it's under the sea, it's ungettable, that means that it's gone. So if I take your money and I make it fall into the Amamelech, the l- I made it be gone. So Rab answers that, Ra- that Maiser is different If there were more Machimer Because the Pesach says And over here it's not in your hand But that's a special thing by meiser But by Hezek we're not going to say That making it fall into the sea Is something that we're going to make Mechay of you for Now Rabbah says If someone smooths out someone else's coin He is Potter Why? He didn't do anything But that's only if he smashed it in with a hammer He flattened it If he actually filed it down There he caused the a loss There's less silver or gold here now Rav asks on this, we learn that if someone hits someone else in the eye and blinds him or uh, he deafens, someone's Evid, so that Evid has to go free, right, if you've not got an eye or if you do some intense damage like that. However, if he only banged near his eye and now he can't see anymore or near his ear and now he can't hear, that Evid doesn't go free because of that. So Khira smashing the coin should also be mechayev. The so, Gemara says that Rabbah has his own shita. He says over there by the deafening that if someone deafens one's father, he's chayev Misa because deafening someone's ear automatically means that some blood was released because of this hit and that's the reason why he's going to be mechayev. But Lav davko over here smashing in a coin there's nothing else that's happening besides for just flattening it out and there's no direct hazard in doing so Next, rabbi says, if someone damages his someone else's cow's ear, so he gives it a mum, but you can't see this mum. He's going to be potter. Why? Because most cows are meant to work, not to be brought on the mizbeach. So now, and the only damage that was caused was not in the work; it was only invalidating it as a carbon. So now, Rava asks on this statement of Rabbo, We learned that if someone does melacha with an animal. That was gonna be a paraduma, or with the mechatos, the order for the for the uh, paraduma, juice. He's probably shemayim, however. That's only if he actually works it, where that's it's obvious that he he worked it. That's an an obvious hezik. But if he were to pierce his ear, something like that, something that's unrecognizable, he would even if a character working is something that you can't see any change in the animal. But if he does a physical change in the ear, there he should be even be de How come over here we're pottering the guy for hurting the guy's cow's ear? The Gemara says, you know what, you're right, even if he were to pierce the ear, he would be entirely potter. The only reason why we said a case of Melacha was to be mechadish, that even though it's not hecker, you can't see the that he did on this cow, he's still And in the next case, we have a rabba telling us that if someone boons his friend's star, he doesn't have to pay him anything more than the value of the paper. Oh, hey, look, I burnt your paper. You want me to pay for your paper? I, there's a million dollar contract in there, I burnt paper. So Narba Baruchom asks, what exactly is the case with this star? If there are witnesses that can tell you how much was written in the star, they could just rewrite another one. If there are no witnesses, then that. of course the guy's potter. he didn't do anything, he burnt a piece of paper, we have no idea what was in this paper. So what says, we're talking about a case where both parties, Rashi learns one way or the other, that either the guy who was lending or the guy who was lent to, they, they're going to trust each other. Do so you say it was a million dollars or it was a million dollars? Now Ravidimi suggests that what Raba is saying here at the burning of the star is a machlikus between Ub Shimin and the Rabbo and Shimon. He's the one that says that that something which has in it the value of money, but in it itself isn't money, that counts as money. So he'll say it'll be high for burning the star, because the star is the equivalent of the money that it can produce. The Rabbanan say that something which is goyrim moment doesn't count as moment itself, so they would not be mechaev. You didn't burn money, you burned paper. Now, Rav Hu, Yeshua, asks. Maybe Rav Shimon only holds that davar goyrim goyri moment counts as money, when this is something which is iker is money. Like Rav says, that if someone steals, chomets, and he holds onto it over Pesach, if someone burns that, on cholamoid, he's potter because everyone has a mitzvah to burn chametz on cholamoid. But if he burns it after Pesach, this is the mechel gusv Shimon and the chachamim, the rabbanon, the shemit holds that since this ganav can return this chametz, even though it's now ushabano, it therefore has a value to him monetarily. He can pay back the thing which he stole. And therefore, the guy who burnt it, destroyed this chametz. is going to be high. But according to Therabodun, who says, does not count as money, then this chametz has no value, intrinsically, and therefore, the guy who burns will be potter. But who says if Shimon would also hold this by something which is not Ikroi Mamrein? By chametz, it was originally had value and lost it over Pesach. But who said if Shimon would say the same thing by something which never had that value? It was always a piece of paper. And nothing more. So the Gomorrah shifts. And, and Amemar, Amemar says that the Mechleikahs about whether someone has to pay for burning a star. It depends if you hold that is, one is Mechaev for Garmi, which is a Hezek, which causes damage. If you're not Mechaev for that, then all you have to pay for is paper. There was a mice where Raffram forced Rav Ashi to pay back for burning a star which he had burnt as a child. And he made him pay, like the image on a board, he, had, he made him pay mamish the best, not just the value of paper. Now, as we jump to the next stage in Mishnah, we had said that if someone steals Chometz and he holds on to it over Pesach, after Pesach, even though now it's also bad, no, he can return this item to the master, to the original owner, and say, hey, this was yours, this is yours, and give that back, even though it became also, There's no recognizable change in it. Now, the Gemara says, who is the title hold by... Even that the guy who steals it can say take back the item itself. So he says, Rav Chista says, we find a Yaakov about a shar which kills. So now we have to don whether it's a shar or not. But before we actually take it to court to decide that this shar needs to be stoned, if the guy sells it, it's a good seal. If he's maktishit, it's a good hektish. If he it, you can eat that meat. And a shoymer, if it happens on his watch, he could just return it to the owners, and that's fine. But once the din happens and we already pass that this ox is now a shawar and his goal has to be killed. Now, if you try selling it before you actually get a chance to stone it, that's not a good seal. If he tries to be maktishit, it's not a good hektish. If he it? that meat is awesome. And the shoymer can't just return it back to the owner. He has to buy him a new one. Rabbi Yaquif, however, says... Even after the din was finalized, the verdict came out that it's a sharaniskal. The shomer can still return it to the person who entrusted him with it. The khayra, the mechelik, says as follows: suggests the Gemara. Rabbi Yaakov holds. That we say by Isure Hano, Harishal Cholof Anachah, and thereupon and hold that we don't say Harishal Cholof Anachah, by Isure Hano, by niskal Khal, it's an Isure Hano. The says, no, 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 really everyone holds that by Isure Hano, you're allowed to say Harishal Cholof Anachah, just give the item back. Otherwise, we wouldn't be arguing about a Sharanis we'd be arguing about our original case of a Chomich Chomich Rather, Rabbah explains that the case of Sharneskel has its own machalikas. Whether we're allowed to don this ox to decide whether we need to give it skilah, does the ox need to be present at this court case or not? They're abundant and hold. You have to have the ox in order to to complete it. Rather, you're not allowed to do this din if the ox isn't there. And since that's the case, the owner can tell the shamer, if you would have just returned my ox to me, before the court started, I would have shoot it off, hid it in the swamp, and then, with the lack of the ox, there would have been a lack of a court case, and they wouldn't have been able to kill my ox. And I would be able to shaft to be maxed, I should sell it, before the court case. But now, you gave it over to a force that I cannot reckon with, you gave it to Bezdin, they are going to now don it, and I have no control anymore. However, Rabbi Yaakov disagrees with the Rabbana and he says that you could do the din even without the ox there. So the owner has no time against the shoymer because the shoymer is going to say, look, at the end of the day, even if I gave it back to you, they were just going to hop it. You know, they're going to down this ox, even if you had sent it off into the swamp. Once upon a time, Nevchista met Rabbi Barashmo, and he said, Hey, have you learned anything in the, the sugyas of Israel? No, he says, actually, I most certainly have. There's a Mishnah that learned from the passage of Ahesha Vesakzela. Why does it say Asher Gozal? You have to return the, the, the theft. Obviously, it means the thing which you stole. Oh, I mean, you return it the way that it was stolen, in that its in its original state. We learn from here that if someone steals a coin and the coin becomes no, it's no longer valid currency. If he steals fruit and they rot and they whine and it sours true money, it becomes Tomei and it stays in his possession over Pesach, an animal, and he doesn't obey with it, to bestiality, an ox, before it actually got donned as a shar Nisqal, he can take this animal and give it back and say, this is what I got from you, this is what I'm giving back. Now, who's the Tano who holds that he's allowed to return this animal which killed, the shar that killed, before they actually don it? But once the, the case was over, he can't just return it as is, he has to buy him a new one. It's the rabbonon. So the same rabbonon who say that they can they can't done the court cage without the animal In, if they're the the ones who are saying this right they also say that of can be returned as is even though now it's also no now, if Chizid tells Rabbah, oh my gosh, you just proved that our, that this halacha can even be going according to that bono, not just I was telling that it's alone. If you find any of the other tamidim, don't tell them this, part because they're going to start asking me kashas, which is an interesting uh, statement, which needs pay Next, the Gemara says, before we get to the next Mishnah for tomorrow, that if someone steals fruit and they rot, you're allowed to return them as is. The problem is we have another Mishnah that says that if he steals fruit and they rot, he has to pay the value that they were at the time that he stole it. He can't just return these rotten fruits. Papa says, you have to declare a when they all rot, he has to return them the way he stole them. He can't return, you know. This isn't the thing that he stole anymore. But if only some of them are riding he can still return it as is, and the Gazan doesn't have to pay up full for what he stole. Stolen. Again, we want to encourage guys, to learn him to return what they stole. of him. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.